Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Michael Zizas, Head of Public Policy Research and Municipal Strategy for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the intersection between U.S. public policy and financial markets. It's Wednesday, August 25th at 10.30 a.m. in New York. Heading into the last unofficial week of summer, we're taking stock of the geopolitical events this fall that will define markets. Here's our cheat sheet for those events. On fiscal policy in the U.S., expect progress to be made toward a fiscal deal that will approach $4 trillion of new spending over 10 years. We think this will be approved in the fourth quarter, but do not expect that progress to come without some drama. There are several points where negotiations within the Democratic Party will seem to put the deal in peril, in particular around the final sticker price for the budget reconciliation bill and the level of taxes raised to offset the spending. Those roadblocks could certainly keep a lid on investors' deficit growth expectations and therefore Treasury yields for a time, but we expect Democrats ultimately find a way through. This, together with the approaching Fed taper talk and our biotech team's expectation that the recent COVID wave should mitigate this fall, should open the door to higher Treasury yields through year-end. On tax policy in the U.S., expect this fiscal deal will come with tax increases, but that those changes will fall short of the request by the White House. For example, the White House proposed a 28% corporate tax rate, but we think it will land at 25%, the level at which key Democratic moderates in the Senate say they're comfortable with. Why? Because agreeing to a smaller tax increase is the path of least resistance when dealing with a slim Democratic majority in Congress. Smaller tax increases may mean deficit expansion as part of the fiscal deal, but this is likely a more palatable option than letting the fiscal deal fail. After all, Democrats may take comfort in the guidance from economists that some more deficit expansion doesn't risk problematic inflation, at least not yet. And issue polls show that voters aren't particularly concerned with deficits or inflation. If we're right, then the good news for markets is that we calculate these increases as having a modest impact on net income for S&P 500 companies. Finally, on relations between the U.S. and China, expect things to get noisy. China remains behind the pace of asset purchases agreed to in the Phase 1 trade deal. Meanwhile, the U.S. government continues to investigate the origins of COVID, the business community is pushing for clarity on the status of tariff negotiations, and both political parties are reading the same polls showing that voters are skeptical of China, suggesting the U.S. is unlikely to soften its approach heading into an election year. All this is to say that we expect more steps on the path toward a multipolar world, that companies should continue to prepare for the U.S. and China economies to have even more rules of engagement, increasing transaction costs for doing business with one another. That could take the form of non-tariff barriers like rules regulating customer data collection, something that today may seem like only an issue for internet companies, but could become costly for more traditional industries like automobiles. So, never a dull moment in the political economy. Of course, we'll be back in September to track all these debates and their market implications. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please share thoughts on the market with a friend or colleague or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 